Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Today's Amud Mesechet Shabbat is Dalit Amud Bet, 4B. We're going to start the last line of Dalit Amud Aleph, and we actually left off in the middle of a sugya last week, so I want to review briefly so that we're all on the same page. Some very interesting ideas we're going to discuss today, and let's get started. Let's remember what we're holding here. We had in the Mishnah the cases of the Reishav, the beginning of the Mishnah, where someone is Chayav Minatora, Midoraita. So we said, How are you Chayav Minatora? If one person does both Akira and Anacha, from one Rashut to another, so you're Chayav Midoraita. We said that already, clearly. Now, how is it that someone did Akiran Hanacha? So let's just remember the cases. The Ani lifted something in the Rashut Harabim. He put his hand into Rashut Yachid and put it down in the hand of the Balabait. Or the opposite. He put his hand into the Rashut Yachid. He took something from the hand of the Balabait and put it outside. Either way, he did the Akira and the Hanacha. So we said, what you see clearly though is, can you close the door? Thank you. What you see clearly is that the hand of a person, it's not four by four Tfachin. And usually, to be considered a reshut, it has to be at least four by four tfachim. So it would appear from the Mishnah that an akira and hanacha, even not in a place of four by four tfachim, still is considered chayav in Hilchot Shabbat. It's still going to be considered an akira and hanacha to be chayav for hotza'ah. That's what we said from the Mishnah. So the question is, who is the author that holds this way? Who is the Tana that we find? We're going to look through Mishnayot and Brightot to try to figure out who is it that holds? You don't need a makom, a place of 4 by 4 tvachim to be considered a reshut because a hand is not 4 by 4 tvachim and therefore you'll still be chayav for the akira and the hanacha that happens there or happens from there. That's the question. That we, so we started off last week. We said, Rabbah told us there is a Tana. His name is Rabbi Akiva. And what did Rabbi Akiva say? Let's just remember the case. There was a machloket chachamim and Rabbi Akiva. What was the case? A person is standing in reshut hayachid. He picks up a football and he throws it across the street, which is Rashut Harabim, and it lands in Rashut Yachid on the other side. So it's from Rashut Yachid to Rashut Yachid via through Rashut Harabim. The Chachamim say you're patur, because meaning midoraita, midrabanan it's asur, but patur midoraita because Rashut Yachid to Rashut Yachid is not chayav midoraita. And Rabbi Akiva says you're chayav. Now why does Rabbi Akiva say you're chayav? So we explained last week, because he holds of the concept of kluta. If something is kluta, it's uh, gathered in, it's contained within a certain space, the airspace of something, it's It's like it's placed on the ground. So therefore, Rabbi Akiva says, as it passes through the Rashut Tarabim, it's like it's on the ground of the Rashut Tarabim. So you did Akira and Rashut Yachid, Hanachan Rashut Tarabim, so you're Chayav. That's what he said. Good? That's where we left off last week. So we said, I, in the airspace, it's not 4 by 4 Tfachim. You see, it's considered placed on the ground like 4 by 4 Tfachim, even though it's not actually on something that's 4 by 4 Tfachim. Now there's actually two ways to say this, but let's just keep it simple, because there's two ways to understand. I, let me just say it briefly, so at least we get the idea. Either, and the Rishonim say two different ways here, so I just want to say this idea, I don't want to lose everybody, but let's just, the one way to look at it is what I just explained, which is, it's as if it's on the ground, and therefore the ground is 4 by 4 Tfachim, so therefore it will be considered 4 by 4 Tfachim, where it's in the airspace or where it's in the hand, even though that's not 4 by 4 Tfachim. 
The other way to look at it is to say, we don't look at it as if it's on the ground. It's not on the ground. We don't look at it that way. But it's like the item is stationary. It stops in the air. And that is already considered a hanacha. But you don't, you see from it, you don't need a place of 4x4 four four to be considered an akira or a hanacha. This is a slight distinction, what I just said, but it's not so important. We don't have to focus too much on it today. But that answered up the question, which is, who is the Tan of our Mishnah? Said Rab, it's Rabbi Akiva. You see, even though it's not sitting on 4x4 four four Tfachim, it's still considered a Rishut for Akira and Anacha. There is a so from Ishur, Rashuk Techid, the Rashid Rechid, without any Rabbim? The Siddur Abanan. Yeah? Not the Oraita. Yeah, not the Oraita, exactly. So let's start the last line of Dalad Amud Aleph. The Gemara here is going to say, the problem with this answer, Rabbah, is that you yourself, Rabbah, there on that Mishnah, on Tzari Vav, that, you, that was discussing that Machloket, you yourself were not sure what was the case of the Machloket. So how are you saying with such clarity here, as you explained the opinion of Rabbi Akiva, we're going to see you yourself, Rabbah, weren't sure exactly what was the Machloket. So the Gemara is going to say back, how are you so sure here if you had a Sheila there? And let's see exactly. Rabbah had two ways to understand that machloket there. So the Gemara says, Lememra, this would imply, that it was obvious to Rabbah, that the machloket there is based on this idea of kluta kemishahun chadamia, turning to Dalit Ubetoch Asara Pligi. And within Tent Vachim is the argument. Somebody pointed this out last week. I said we would discuss it now. And we are going to discuss it now. <coughs> the way that it comes out is the way Rab is explaining that machloket, so that Rabbi Akiva could be the Tana of our Mishnah, is he understands the machloket is where the person threw the item from Ashutahid to Ashutahid, and it was within Tent Vachim of the ground. Why is that necessary? Because if it's tent, within tent vachim of the ground, we'll say it's considered contained within the Rishut Tarabim. And then Rabbi Akiva says it's like it's transferred from Rishut Te'achit to Rishut Tarabim. And if it's less? It's within, that is the point. Within tent vachim. If it was higher than tent vachim, as we'll see, everybody will agree on this option, that's not going to be chayav. Means Rabbi Akiva is going to say, that's not considered chayav, because that's not considered Rishut Tarabim, that's considered avir, that's considered outside of the Rishut Tarabim, and you wouldn't be chayav. Now that's the way that Rabbi seems to be explaining the machloket here, which is why he's explaining Rabbi Akiva is the Tana of our Mishnah. The problem is, Rabbah actually presented this as a Sheila. He wasn't sure himself, and Sadizai and Amr Aleph there, what exactly is the Machloket. Rabbah asked on that Mishnah, he said like this. Just bear with me, I'll explain it after we read it inside. He said, Is the Machloket, Tanakama and Rabbi Akiva, when the item is within ten tvachim of the ground, right, less, meaning closer to the ground, and then what is the machloket based on? The Rabbi Akiva, Savar, the Rabbi Akiva holds, kluta kemi shehon chadamia, that where it's contained in the airspace of the Rishut Tarabim, it's like it's resting on the ground of the Rishut Tarabim. The Rabbanan Savri and the Rabbanan hold, We don't say it's considered contained on the ground, and therefore you're not Chayab Midoraita, because it did not go from Yachid to Rabim. But if that's the Machlokes, then, if it's above Tentvachim, 
patur. Everyone will hold your patur because above ten fachim is makom patur. That's an exempted area, and that would not be a transfer even according to Rabbi Akiva. Everyone will agree then, you're not chayav midoraita. Now before I read the next line, I want to explain something outside. Where Rashi explains is very interesting. Where is the source for this concept that in the, in the Midbar, you know, everything that's Isur Melachan Shabbat has a a precedent. It has a place we find in regards to Melechet HaMishkan. Everything we find that's in Isur Deoraita of the Lamentet Melachot is based on something that was used in building and maintaining the Mishkan. So where do we get this idea of transferring an item from Rishut Tayachid to Rishut Tayachid through Rishut HaRabim? Where do we see this idea from? Oh, what do we see by the wagons? Excellent. Rashi points this out. Very interesting Mikor. When the Jews would build and take down the Mishkan, they would set up the wagons, the Agalot, one after the other, and they would pass the boards of the Krashim, which were used to support the walls of the Mishkan, from one wagon to the other. Now the wagon constitutes Rishut Hayachid. They would pass it over the wagons, which was above ten tfachim off the ground, which was ten tfachim off of the ground of Rishut Harabim. And they would pass it from one person to another. They would not throw it, because these were expensive boards. They didn't want them to get ruined. They would pass it from hand, one wagon to the other. So it was Rishut Tayachid to Rishut Tayachid through Rishut Harabim airspace above ten tfachim. Okay? So it's become a kompatu. So it should be makompetor, it sounds like it, but that's considered a tolada, actually, of hotza'a mirishut l'rishut, which is an isur da'oraita. That would be an isur da'oraita. Hoshata, which is to pass it from rishut ta'yachid to rishut ta'yachid, even above ten tvachim, that would actually be an isur da'oraita. But zrika? Oh, excellent question. We're not talking about passing it hand to hand. What are we talking about? Throwing it. So the first way Rabbah said, the Machloket Rabbi Akiva and the Chachamim would only be where it's within Tatvachim of the ground. And the Machloket is, do we say, Kluta is Kemisha Honcha or not? But if it was above Tatvachim, everyone will hold your Patur. Now why are you Patur? If you're Chayaf for passing it, why are you Patur for throwing it? Because there's a difference between passing it and throwing. throwing it. And everybody would agree. We don't learn throwing it is the same as passing it. This is one sad, one way to explain the Machloket Rabbi Akiva and the Rabbanan. Let's read that inside. And everybody will then hold. We do not learn that Zorik throwing from through above 10 Tvachim. We don't learn that from Moshit because it's not the same. Moshit is passing it. Moshit would be passing and that would be actually a Tolada of Hotza'a which would be Chayab Midoraita but this is not the same so you can't compare them. This is one way to explain the Machloket. But the problem is Rabbah there says there's a different way to explain the Machloket as well. Odilma or perhaps says Rabbah Lemala Me'asara Pligi really the Machloket was when it's thrown Above ten tvachim in the Rashut Tarabim. Above ten tvachim. Uvaha pligi. And then what's the machloket? The Rabbi Akiva, Savavi Akiva holds Yalfinan Zorek Mimoshit. We do learn throwing from passing. Just as in the Midbar, the Tolada Votza'a was passing from one wagon to the other, which is a Surda So Zorek is also considered an Isurda even though they're different in nature, but we look at them in a similar way, and that's why Rabbi Akiva says Yerchayami Da'oraita, which is why even if it's above ten tvachim, like the case of Moshit, you'll be Chayami Da'oraita. 
Rabbanan Savri and the Rabbanan hold, Lo Zorik Noshit. No. We don't learn Zorik from Moshit throwing from passing, and therefore you're not going to be Chayab Midaraita. But on this option, Avalimata Measara, if you would pass it within ten Tvachim of the ground, Divrehakol Chayav. Everyone will agree, even the Rabbanan will agree, or Chayav. My time, what's the reason? Amrinan Kluta Kemisha and Chadamya. Because we will say that. If it's contained in the airspace within ten tvachim, it's like it's on the ground. So what's the Gemara asking on Rabbah? Rabbah, you are explaining the position of Rabbi Akiva. Is that he holds kluta kemishon chadam? Yeah, and the Chachamim disagree. But on, on uh, Tzadi Zayin Amud Aleph, you yourself posed it. God willing, we get there towards the end of the Masechta. You yourself posed this as a Sheila. You weren't sure what is the situation of the Machloket. So how are you so clear now? Let me just explain the two options again. Did everybody hear the idea? You're saying, you understand, this is the Shita of Rabbi Akiva, but on Tzadi Zayin, you yourself said, you're not sure what is the Machloket. So how are you so clear here if you had a Sheila there? And it's the same Mishnah we're discussing. So let me just explain the two options again. Rabbi said like this, we know there's this machloket, if you throw it from a ha'echid to a ha'echid, through a ha'rabim, Rabbi Akiva says, chayav, chachamim seyer patur. So what is the basis of this machloket? So one way Rabbi says the pshat would be, like we explained yesterday, the other day, which is that you threw it within ten tvachim of the ground, and the machloket is, do we look at ten tvachim of the ground like it's contained in that ground already? So Rabbi Akiva says we do, and therefore it's a transfer from Meshut HaYachid to Meshut HaRabim, Akira B'Shut HaYachid, Anacha B'Shut HaRabim, so you're chayav, beautiful. Chachamim say, no, we don't say that, and therefore it passed through the airspace, but that's not considered Hanacha, and you're not chayav midoraita. What's that? Why they said because it's less than the up, uh, above ten tvachim. No, no, it's within ten tvachim. So, okay. They say no, it didn't rest on a place of four by four tvachim. This is not a rishut in and of so itself. So chachamim doesn't with zrika chachamim doesn't doesn't hold a kluta ki anachadamim. On this side, yes, yes, exactly. On this on this we side. We're not talking about uh, passing. Exactly. No, the number of chachamim say the kluta is kanacha. That's not true. On the second side, we're going to see they do. Hold on. Oh, but not yet. Not yet. I'm saying on this side, on this side, on this side of the sheila, chachamim say we don't agree. Kluta kemi. We don't hold of that idea at all. But on this side of the Sheila, what if you throw it above ten tvachim? Everyone will agree. Patur. Why are you patur? Because the Isur would only be Moshit. It's only like they did in the Midbar, where one was standing on this wagon, the other one was standing on that wagon, and they passed the Krashim from one to the other by hand above, above ten tvachim. But if it's with, but if it's Throwing it above ten tefachim, that's not the same thing. You're not chayav. So, so that's tzad number one. Option number one. According to Oshata. Oshata, yes, yes. No, Oshata is a, yes for sure. Exactly. Exactly. Why is it because of the con- that you don't have any control on your action? Well, it, it, when the, you throw it, you don't know where it's going to land exactly. The general rule is Hilchot Shabbat reflects how they built the Mishkan. So this creates a lot of debate. Well, is it the same like that, or is it not the same or like Shema, that? Or Shema, the person will end up, it is going to be Moshit from less than 10 Tfachim. Okay, you're talking about Zerot already, but the general rule is, how did they build the Mishkan, and we applied it. Is it the same that we're talking about now or not? So it's not, at this point we're saying not the same. I get it, but yeah. the idea of passing an, an item, okay, mm-hmm. above 10 Tfachim, either Moshit or Zorek, okay, yeah. and the idea is similar, it's just not the same action. Correct. Okay. But at the end of the day, it's going to cause the same result. Okay. Now, right. the question, my, my question is, 
is it the decrease because the person will end up that is going to do it or because the action no. of Zorek is not going to bring you any and this tzad, like the, one second and this tzad we're saying Zorek is completely is, is not Asur this tzad we're saying above 10 Tvachim Zorek is completely not Asur that's what we just said right meaning it's Patur it's Patur that's what we just said on this tzad now on the second tzad let's go to the other option now Rabbi said actually the Machloket is above 10 Tvachim Right, the machloket is actually the height. above ten tefachim, higher off the ground. And what's the machloket? Do we compare zorek to moshit or not? Rabbi Akiva says we do, and we say chayav. And the chachamim say we don't compare them. So therefore, moshit will be chayav, but zorek you won't be chayav. But on this side of the sheila, what if it's within ten tefachim of the ground? Rabbi Akiva, don't, don't agree. Say it. It is for sure. Uh, Everyone so. will agree. Chayav. Because kluta kemishon chadamia. So on this tzad, the machloket is above ten tvachim. Do we say zorek is like moshit or not? But what is the difference in the height? What's that? But then Be- it's okay, because ten- Oh, no, no, no. Because ten tvachim is already considered part of the ground of the reshut tarabim. That's considered a reshut. <laughs> above, that's a different reshut. Like we said, makom petur. But the point is, on this tzad of the sheila, this option of the question that Rab is posing, within Ten Tvachim, everybody agrees your chayav. means even the Chachamim would agree to that. Mm-hmm. So basically, what's the Gemara saying now? Rabba, you were so confident to say the time of our Mishnah is Rabbi Akiva, and he holds Klutaka Mishon Chadamya, but you yourself, on Tzadi Zayin and Aleph, was not sure exactly how to explain this. And as we just said, there's two ways to understand this. So why are you so confident now to explain the Machloket on one option if there you had a Sheila about this? Maybe it's two different uh, actions. There is Moshit and Zorek here. Well, and maybe the situation it is going to explain in Tzadik... Uh, but that, they're, they sound like the same Mishnah. This Sheila was posed on that Machloket, on Tzadik Vav Muralev. And here we're trying to apply that same Halakha to our Halakha, passing it from the Ani, Balabayit, etc. So let's see. Says the Gemara. Hello, Kasha. Not a problem. Meaning, what's the big problem? Because he had a Sheila there, and he has clarity here. Batar di'ibai, hadar after he asked the question, he clarified, meaning there he posed the question, and after he posed this as a question, what is exactly the opinion of Rabbi Akiva and the Chachamim, he came out with an answer. So that's why here he says, I hold that Rabbi Akiva and the Chachamim are arguing about Klutak and or not, because he actually I go like the first option. That's how he, he resolved, he concluded. The Savar Rabbi Akiva, he clarified that Rabbi Akiva is the only one who holds that when it's contained in the airspace of ten tvachim of the ground, it is considered placed on the ground. So no problem. There he had a Sheila. After he had the Sheila, he clarified. And now that he clarifies like the first option of the Sheila, he's able to say the Tana of our Mishnah is like Rabbi Akiva. The problem is, let me just speak this out and then I'll, well, we'll see it inside. Gemara says it still doesn't work. You can't tell me Rabbi Akiva is the Tana of our Mishnah. Because what does our Mishnah hold? Our Mishnah holds that your hand again is not four by four tfachim, right? It's not. Our Mishnah holds that it's considered an akira if you take it from the hand, and it's also considered hanacha if you put it in the hand. Which means our Mishnah holds it's an akira and a hanacha, goes both ways, in a hand which is not four by four tfachim. That's what our Mishnah holds. We prove that from the different cases. Our Mishnah holds that it could be considered an akira from the hand, which would be considered, let's say, Rashut where the Ani reaches in and picks it up from the hand of the Balabai, that's an akira, Rashut And also the opposite. If the Ani puts into the hand of the Balabai, that's a Hanacha. So our Mishnah holds, even though it's not 4 by 4 Tfachim, 
it's considered akira and hanacha from that space. So the question the Gemara is going to say is like this. I understand you could prove from Rabbi Akiva hanacha in a place that's not 4 by 4 tvachim is considered a hanacha. Because what is it? You threw it from the Rishut HaYachid to another Rishut HaYachid and it passed through Rishut HaRabim. And we're saying it's considered a hanacha, the Rishut HaRabim. So you see, even though it's not 4 by 4 tvachim, it's considered a hanacha nonetheless. But that only proves that a hanacha in a place that's less than 4 by 4 tvachim is enough. But it does not prove to you that the akira is also enough in a place that's not 4 by 4 tvachim. Now, why is that? Because Rabbi Akiva says you're only chayav one time. If you really are doing a double action of hanacha and then an akira from the public back into the private that it flies to, he should say you're chayav two times. Because you're chayav from Rashut Hayachid to Rashut Tarabim, Rashut Tarabim to Rashut Hayachid, but he only says you're chayav one time. So the Gemara says, logically, if you're going to be chayav one time, it's easier to say that a less significant hanacha acts as a hanacha. But to tell me that it acts as an akira, that's a chidush that we don't necessarily see from the position of Rabbi Akiva. Remember, akira is a harsh, it's a harder thing to accomplish. It's the beginning of the action. So if you want to tell me that Rabbi Akiva's position shows us a hanacha in a smaller space is considered a hanacha, I'll accept that. But to tell me also that an akira, you don't see your chayav twice. He only says your chayav once. But if really it acts as an akira, you should be chayav twice. One from throwing it from a shutar yachid, which flies over a shutar abim hanacha, and another one that's considered an akira from a shutar abim to the second rishut yachid that it transfers to. Everybody with me? So therefore we cannot prove clearly from the position of Rabbi Akiva that he's the Tana of our Mishnah. Everybody with me? Why because of, why because it's it? too... Uh, What's that? Why, why is it not the Tana of our Mishnah? Because of what? How you connect it? I, explain what, I understand what you explain. Our Mishnah holds. You can, you can it's considered Hanacha and an Akira in a space that's less than 4 by 4 Tfachim. The hand, the hand. The hand, because it's less than 4 by... But all you see from here is... You could see one of the two. And what the Gemara is going to say, you could see Hanacha, because it's easier to say Hanacha could be accomplished in a less significant space. That's easier to say. But you don't have a proof that an Akira could be accomplished in a less significant space, because if he really would meet that, that space that's not 4 by 4 Tvachim acts as Akira and Hanacha, Rabbi Akiva should say Yerchayev too. One for the transfer from Rishut Yachid to Rishut Tarabim, Hanacha. And then the Akira that comes from the Rishut Tarabim flying back into the Rishut Yachid on the other side. But he doesn't. He says Yerchayav one time. So he can't be the. So he doesn't necessarily. He doesn't show us the, with clarity Akira and Hanacha are both accomplished in a space less than 4x4. Four four. But if it's above 10 Fahim, how you can say that it's actually another Akira from Rashut Arabim to Rashut Arabim? We're not talking about above 10 Fahim. We're not, we're not. At this point, we're saying is you could argue Rabba's question was answered and he said the Machloket is within 10 Fahim. Fine, that's okay. The problem is all you would then know is that a Hanacha in a space less than 4x4 four four Fahim is a Hanacha. But you don't know that an akira from a space of less than 4x4 four four is considered an akira. So this does not answer our question sufficiently. Let's see. Asks the Gemara, Maybe, perhaps, we'll say that for anacha you don't need a space of 4x4 four four tfachim. It's considered enough of anacha. 
Akira ba'aya, but maybe regarding Akira, you do need to take it from a space of four by four. Otherwise, it's not a Akira. And you can't prove from Rabbi Akiva that it accomplishes both because he only says you're Chayav one time. Otherwise, you'd be Chayav two times. So therefore, the Gemara falls off from this answer and Rav Yosef brings another answer. There's a different Tana who holds this way, that it's considered Akira and Anacha in a space and from a space less than four by four Tfachim. Elam Rav Yosef, Hamani Rebbe, he's Rav Yosef, says, who's the Tana of our Mishnah? It is the position of Rebbe, Rav Yudanasi. Hi, Rebbe. So says, well, which Rebbe? So we're going to have two attempts today of Rav Yosef to show that there's a Shita of Rebbe who holds, even in a space less than four by four, considered Akira and Hanacha. So let's see, what is it? So the first attempt is from a situation as follows. Um, let me just speak it outside, and then we'll see it inside. The can situation, can yeah. Can you clarify what is the question of the Mishnah? Just... Trying to figure out who's the Tana of the Mishnah. Why? Based on what? Because the, uh, the Mishnah, you missed yesterday, that's why you don't understand. Yeah, no, no, no. The Mishnah yesterday said that you, if, if you do an Akira and a Hanacha, we prove from the Mishnah, that even in a space less than 4x4, four four, which is your hand, your hand's not 4x4, four four, it's considered Akira and Hanacha Midoraita. But the problem is, generally, a Rashut is only significant if it's 4x4 four four Tfachim. So there has to be, we're trying to oh, figure how out do we prove who... the hand it, is a 4x4? Four four? No, the hand is not 4x4 four four at this point. We're assuming it's not. But what we're trying to figure out is who is the Tana that holds, even in a space less than 4x4, four four, and it's considered Akira and oh. That's That's the question, right? So Rebbe is speaking about the following thing. We're going to see this in the Brayta. A person standing Rashut HaRabim, now, we know that there's an Isr Deoraita to carry four Amot in Rashut HaRabim. This is a different Isur, by the way. It also falls under the guidelines of Hotza'ah, but this is not Mirashut L'Rashut. This is not from Rashut HaRabim to Rashut HaYachir or vice versa. To carry four Amot in Rashut HaRabim is also Asur Minat Torah. I believe some say it's based on Alachal Moshe Sinai, but we'll get to that later, God willing. Four Amot Rashut HaRabim. Across the board, Asur. Fine. So the case is as follows. A person picks up an item in the public. He throws it, and it lands on what the Gemara calls Aziz. Aziz is a protrusion, okay? something sticking out, like a, mm. a, a little piece. Yeah, like a, like a, like a sill, like a... Uh, what? Like, like something sticking out. Something sticking out. A little piece sticking out. The little piece is not 4 by 4 tfachim, okay? He throws it, and it travels 4 by... It travels 4 amot, and it lands on a little protrusion that's not 4 by 4 tfachim, okay? Like a shelf. What? Like a shelf, like a shelf but it's very small. Rebbe says... It's true, true. Rebbe says, you're chayav. So the Gemara is going to say, it would appear that you're chayav because that's considered a hanacha on something that's less than 4 by 4 tfachim, even though it's not considered a reshut, you're still going to be chayav. So you see, Anacha is sufficient when it lands even on a space that's less than 4 by 4 Tfachim. Perhaps he is the Tana of our Mishnah. Let's see. Let's see this inside. So the Gemara says like this. So which Rebbe are you going to prove is the author that holds, even if it's less than 4 by 4 Tfachim, it's still considered Akira and Hanacha. If it's the following Rebbe of the Brayta, Ditanya, as he teaches in a Brayta, Zarak v'nach al ziz kol shehu, somebody picked up an object in the Rashut Tarabim, and he threw it for Amot, it traveled for Amot, and it landed on top of Aziz, which is some sort of a shelf, a little protrusion, which was kol shehu, was only a tiny protrusion, not for by four Tfachim, Rebbe mechayev, Rebbe says you're chayev, potrim, and the chachamim say you're patur. So what do you see? That 
that it still is considered anacha, even though it's less than four by four tvachim, Rebbe is the Tana of our Mishnah. But in order to be chayav there, you also need an akira and anacha. So you see, it's still considered an akira and anacha, even though it's a space that's not four by four tvachim. That's all we're trying to prove. Is it considered significant chashuv that you can be chayav for an akira and anacha in that space? Rabbi seems to say it is. So therefore, you see, is the Tana of our Mishnah. The problem is. The Gemara says that's not the pshat. You're, you're misunderstanding why he says you're chayav. You don't understand. Because Later, Abaye is going to explain why you're chayav. Let me just speak this outside and then we'll see it inside. Abaye is going to explain. The reason Rabbi says you're chayav is not because you don't need 4 by 4 tfachim. But rather, there's a halachic loophole there that makes it like it's 4 by 4 tfachim. So let me explain how is that. The case is where you have some sort of a tree that's standing in Rishut Tayachid. Okay, right next to the Rishut Tarabim, there's a tree in Rishut Tayachid. Now, the base of the tree is bigger than 4 by 4 Tfachim. The trunk of the tree is bigger than 4 by 4 Tfachim. A branch of the tree goes into Rishut Tarabim. Okay? The, tr- the branch is not 4 by 4 Tfachim, but the trunk, which is in Rishut Tayachid, is 4 by 4 Tfachim. Rebbe's opinion is that the branch takes on the same status in halakha like the trunk of the tree. Since the trunk of the tree is 4 by 4 tfachim, the branch of the tree is also like 4 by 4 tfachim. So the reason you're chayav is not because you don't need 4 by 4 tfachim, it's because it's looked at as if it's 4 by 4 tfachim. So you can't bring a proof from that position of Rebbe, you don't need 4 by 4 tfachim, it's because he holds that is considered 4 by 4 tvachim that you're chayav. That's what the Gemara is going to explain. Let's read it and then I'll explain it again. But you consider something about your hand. You're standing in 4 by 4 your hand is like the branch. Oh, you, well, you're standing on the ground, you're saying. You stand on the ground. Yeah, but you're, 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 you're not connected to the ground. The branch is connected to the tree. That's different. You're on the ground. You're on the ground, but you're not connected. The branch is directly... Your feet are on the ground, it's true, but your feet are not connected to the ground. Yeah, but uh, let's uh, forget about the, the hands. If you're standing, uh, you, you, in order to consider you standing by four by four, you have to be inside the ground. That, that's, that's, well, that's the point. You don't have a proof from here that your hand could be four by four. Means all you would see from here is if the branch is connected to the trunk of the tree. It's actually mechubar, it's connected, that you could look at as four by four tzvachim. But you're not connected to the ground. So maybe your hand is not 4x4, four four. it shouldn't act as a Akiran Anatha. Let's read that inside. Amr Abaye, Abaye explains, Pay attention guys, this is complicated. Amr Abaye, We're talking about a tree that's in the private domain, in Rishut Tayachid. And the trunk of the tree, the base of the tree, is 4x4, four four. it's more than that. And the branch of the tree is bending, it's leaning into the Rishut Tarabim. And he threw this and it traveled for Amot and it landed on the branch of the tree. Now the branch of the tree is not 4 by 4 Tvachim, but the Rebbe Savar, Rebbe holds Shadi Nofo Batari Karo. We throw, literally means, we throw the branch after the base. What does it mean? The branch of the tree takes on the same size, ki'ilu, it's like the base of the tree. One second, one second, one second, one second. I know what you're about to say, but wait one second. But we look at the branch of the tree as if it's four by four tfachim also, and therefore you're chayav 
for moving something for Amot in Rishut HaRabim. Hold on. V'Rabanan Savri and the Rabanan hold, Lo Amrinan Shadi Nofo Batarikaro. We don't say that the branch is looked at like the base of the tree, and you put it on something that's not four by four Tvachim, so you're not Chayav for the Anacha. What Yochai, I think, was about to point out was it says Rishut HaYachid. Is that what you're about to point out? So the Mepharshim here speak out, if the, really the Machlok it just is, does the branch take on the status of the trunk, what's the importance that it's in Rishut HaYachid? So they explain, it's not to say you're moving it from Rishut HaRabim to Rishut HaYachid. That's not the Pshat. The reason it says Rishut HaYachid is because the Chachamim who disagree, they say, you can't tell me the branch has the status of the trunk when they're in two different Rishuyot. So therefore we're going to say is the trunk is four by four tvachim, but you can't apply that. You can't put that same alachat to the branch because the branch is in Rishut Tarabim and the trunk of the tree, how do you say trunk in Hebrew? The trunk of the tree, the geza. base, the geza. The geza is in Rishut uh, Yachid. So it's like cut off, they're disconnected. So what's saying, so let me just finish up. But the point is, well, what's the point? The point is, Rebbe holds, it needs to be put on something that's four by four tzvachim. It just happens to be there's a halachic loophole over here, which is to say, we look at the branch as if it is four by four tzvachim because it's connected to something that's four by four tzvachim. But you can't prove to me from here that you could put it on something less than four by four tzvachim and that's considered an akira and anacha. You can't prove that. So this Rebbe can't be the Tana of the Mishnah. Now, you, Aaron, what do you want to say? Yeah. No, I was going to tell you that, 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 if, that if indeed it's in the same Roshot, then according to everybody, it would be considered... The Chorah. Yes, yes, that's a Rishonim point out. That's why we have to give a specific Gukimta. Yeah. Do, Matan, do, what was your question? Okay. Clear? So we said Rebbe is not the Tana of the Mishnah, at least not this position of Rebbe. What Yochai is pointing out is a good point, which I think that's probably the Pshat, is that you can't compare this to a person who's standing inside... Right, and you put it in his hand because the person is not connected to the ground like the branch is connected to the tree. You're standing on the ground, that's true. But otherwise it would be perfect. I think a good it would be a good fit. Your hand, hand the your hand's not connected to the ground. The branch is mechubar, it's completely connected to the tree. So there there's a svarat to say it's like four by four. But your hand, it's true, you're standing on the ground, but you're not, not connected the to the ground. There's no way to con- to compare the, the tree to the, the human being. That's, 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 that's what Yochai was just saying, but I'm saying no. Yeah, No, but practically speaking, your feet are not connected to the ground. You're standing on the ground. But it's the same idea like the branch. I understand you're saying it's the same idea, but it's not, right? Your feet are not... It's a similar uh, idea. Similar, okay, fine, but it's not really connected practically. So therefore that, that can't be the Tana of our Mishnah. So the Gemara says, no, there's another Shita of Rebbe. Yes, and no. this could be the Tana of our Mishnah. Let's see it. So says the Gemara. <coughs> Ella, rather says the Gemara. Har Harebi. This is the Tan of Rebbe, who could be the author of our Mishnah. The Tanya. Now this is the exact opposite of the first case we discussed. The first case we discussed is where he threw it from a Shutayachid to a Shutayachid and passed through a Shutarabim. Right. This is a case where he threw something. He was standing on, let's say, just to imagine, you're standing on one side of a highway. So you're standing in Rishut Arabim. There's another side of the highway which is beyond, another Rishut Tarabim, and in the middle is Rishut Tayachid. So it's the opposite case. You're throwing something from Rishut Tarabim to Rishut Tarabim, and it passes through Rishut Tayachid. So let's see this. Titania the Brayta teaches, Zerak mir Rishut Tarabim, Rishut Tarabim. If somebody throws something from Rishut Tarabim to Rishut Tarabim, Rishut Tayachid, Be'emtza. 
And in middle, yeah, okay. They threw it from Rishut Tarabim, the public, to the public area, with the Rishut Tayachid in the middle. So it passed through Rishut Tayachid. Okay. Rebbe mechayev. Rebbe says yechayev. Chachamim potrim. And the Chachamim say you're patur. Now listen to this. This is the the main point here. Amr of Yehuda, Amr Shmuel, of Yehuda, Amr Shmuel says, Mechayev haya Rebbe shtayim. Rebbe holds your chayav two times here. Achat mishum hotza'a, one, because it traveled from the Rishut HaRavim to the Rishut HaYachid, v'achat mishum achnasa. And a second time, because it went from the Yachid to the Rabim that was beyond. Now this is beautiful. This fits perfectly so like this, our Mishnah. And anacha, both, exactly. You see, you don't need akira or hanacha in a place that's four by four tvachin. Exactly, exactly. So what's the point? You see, the Amoraim explain Rebbe here to me in your chayav twice, because let's just imagine what that means. It's like you did an akira in the Rishut HaRabim, a hanacha in Rishut Tayachid, an akira in Rishut Tayachid, and then a hanacha in Rishut Tarabim. This is beautiful if it's perfectly in our Mishnah. Because you see, even though it traveled through airspace, which is not 4 by 4 Tfachim, we look at that airspace as an Anacha uh, first, and then another Akira. So you see, Akira and Anacha could both be done in a place that's not 4 by 4 Tfachim. Fits beautiful in the Tana of our Mishnah. Good? So who's daughter? Rabbi? So Rabbi's Rabbi Udanasi is the Tana of our Mishnah. Okay. Problem is, it doesn't work either. So let's see. Hayat Marala, but the Gemara says that can't be. Because Rav and Shmuel, the Amri Tarvayu, both Rav and Shmuel explained, why does Rebbe there say your chayav? Lo mechayav, turning to Hamad Aleph, lo mechayav Rebbe. Rav and Shmuel both explained, Rebbe only said your chayav there, ele bershut hayachid mekora. It's only if the reshut hayachid had a roof. What does that mean, if it had a roof? So the pshat's like this. There's a halachic imaginary loophole that we use in this case. This is how Rav and Shmuel explain it. The reason you're chayav in that case is because we look at the Rashut Tayachid in the middle as if, if, if it has a roof, if, if it has a roof, as if, this is how Rashi explains, as if it's full of items, it's full of things, it's totally full of uh, furniture, full of kelim. So we look at it as when the item pass, the football passes through the Rashut Tayachid, it's as if it lands on those items. And then it's picked up from those items and travels to the other side of the Rishut Tarabim. Now, why are we able to say this very strange idea? Da'amrinan, because we say, Beta keman demal yadamya. We look at the house as if it's totally full. Now, this is a Rav and Shmuel are saying a chidush, but they explain the Psak of Rebbe there that this would only really be considered an akiran anacha in that Rishut Tayachid if it's covered with a roof. Then it's ki'ilu, it's full of items, and it's as if the football landed in Rishut Tayachid on those items, which is really anacha, and it's as if it was picked up from the Rishut Tayachid, which is really an akira, and it landed in the next side of the Rishut Tarabim, that's when you would be chayav. But our Mishnah is not talking about where it's covered, and therefore you can't say it would be considered an akira and anacha in a place of less than 4 by 4 So what Rav and Shmuel are saying is, Rebbe's chidush, 
that it's considered akiran on a khan, a place less than four by four, is only true when the, the house is covered. If it's not covered, it's not considered akiran on a khan. Okay. Says the Gemara, But the problem is, if it's not roofed, uh, it would not be considered placement of Akira and Danacha. And therefore, that can't be the town of our Mishnah, because we're assuming our Mishnah is not talking about where it's covered. Now, what could you answer? What's the difference? What could you answer in our Mishnah, maybe? Uh, how do you know if it's, uh, we're talking about Kalamukha? Okay, well, let's not challenge that. That's Rav and Shmuel that say that there. But we're saying that Rebbe can't be the Tana of our Mishnah because it's not talking about in our Mishnah where it's covered. So maybe you'll argue and say, our Mishnah could be talking about well, where it's covered. Well, when you're talking... Well, when maybe, why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? Maybe it is. That's not the oh, but the Gemara is about to ask is, maybe the Pshat in our Mishnah is, the Rashut Tayachid is covered, and the Rashut Tarabim is covered, and it could be passed from one way to the other to do an Akiran Anacha, even in a place less than 4 by 4 Tzvachim. Maybe that's the Pshat in our Mishnah. Maybe that's the Pshat. How you make a tent? Maybe that's the Pshat in the Mishnah. You could also make a Rashut Tarabim tent. You could. You could make, yeah, they have covered highways. They have, you know, where the, where the train goes Tana. through. They have a tunnel, exactly. Okay. That's the kasha, so let's see. So the tema, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. The chitema, maybe you'll say, maybe the Mishnah is talking about when it's covered, and Rebbe is the Tana of our Mishnah. It's four, less than four by four, but since it's covered, it's like it's full of items, and it's like putting on a chan and akira from that place. The problem is, what's that? Yeah, you have to be able to make the difference if all of them are covered. What do you mean? This is covered, this is covered. Yeah. How do you know when it's transferred the airspace of the... No, well, the that's... That, I mean, this whole idea is imagining. There is look. No, no, let's say it's two different covers. You want to make it creative, say two different covers. But the, the Gemara Quali, says... Quali. Like Aaron said, is actually the halacha. It's not a problem practically. You could make a Rashut Arabim cover. But halachically, that's not considered Rashut Arabim. That would work out fine, Rashut Tayachid. If you have a private domain that's covered, you could say that's the case of our Mishnah, that it was passed into a Rashut Tayachid, and then you could say that's considered Akiran Danachan, a place that's less than four by four. But the problem is, Bershut Mikora Mi Chayav, but if the Rashut Arabim is covered, you're not going to be Chayav. Let me just explain this outside. Actually, that is the Alacha. Public area, Rashut Tarabim, that's covered, you're not Chayav for Hotza'ah to such a place. Why is that? Because again, where do we learn out these concepts of Hotza'ah from? From the things that they did in the Midbar for Melechet HaMishkan. When they transferred things, let's say from the Agala one to the other, it wasn't, it wasn't covered. The wagons were covered, but the Rashut Tarabim was open air space. When they did, when the Torah talks about the Mikor, where we talk about Yisurei Hotza'ah, we're talking about a Rashut Tarabim that is not covered. And since that's the source for it, you're actually not Chayav Mita when you carry in a Rashut Tarabim that that's covered. So that can't be the Pshat in our Mishnah for saying you're Chayav. If you carry in a public space four Amot, but it's covered, Patur, you're actually Patur. Because that's not comparable. It's not comparable to the encampments in the Midbar. Another source in the Torah for carrying the Isur is, is the Isur to take something from Machane Yisrael, which was Rashut Tayachid, to Machane Leviyah, which was considered Rashut Tarabim. But whatever the source is, Rashut Tarabim <coughs> is something by definition 
in the in the definition, the gather of it is it can't be covered. And if it is covered, you're not chayav. So you can't tell me the pshat and the mishnah is like Rebbe, and it's talking about where they're covered because then you would not be chayav when it goes from the balabayit to the ani outside. So we're back to the drawing board. We haven't been able to find who is the Tana of our mishnah who holds that it's considered akiran anacha from reshut harabim to reshut yachid or vice versa in a space that's less than. Four Tfachim by four Tfachim. We're going to stop here. We'll pick up with Rabbi Zera, the third attempt tomorrow with Hayamud Aleph. Zat Hashem. So we'll figure out who the town of our Mishnah is, God willing. Yom Tov, everybody.